Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Neil World Order Podcast. Coming to you from a, on a late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, I guess, however you look at it. Um, took the week off last week, uh, busy weekend last weekend. Um, Friday night we had the Morgan Wallen, Hardy, Ernest, and uh, Bailey Zimmerman concert. Amazing show at Miller Park in Milwaukee. Uh, it was the first night of uh, Morgan playing two uh, nights in a row. Weather was beautiful. The weather all that week was great. Um, amazing show. Really good. Uh, one of the better concerts I've been to. I was so impressed with Hardy. Hardy just, I mean, straight kicked ass. And it was just um fantastic show. If you get a chance to see uh, Morgan Wallen Hardy live, I highly recommend it. Um I know a lot of people saw all these videos of, like, Bailey Zimmerman where he, like, sounded terrible and stuff like that on social media. Uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, you know, he's just a kid. Uh, I thought he sounded pretty good. Uh, he's got some good songs. But, you know, Ernest, Hardy, and Morgan, man, those guys were... It, it, the whole thing was phenomenal. Great night of music from, like, 5.30 p.m. to, like, uh, a little after 11. So, like, almost six hours, six hours of music. Uh, so yeah, that was awesome. And then obviously Saturday night, uh, we recorded volume two of the bourbon sessions. If you, uh, haven't, uh, listened to that, um, you should totally check it out. Um, you know, but listen to this first, then go back and listen to it. Uh, tell any, tell your friends, uh, if you're into bourbon and people sitting around bullshitting, that's, um, you know, something you might dig. Uh, it's, it's been doing really well. And, um, yeah, so, you know, Volume 3, obviously, will be probably coming in the next month or so. And uh, as long as everyone keeps listening and the interest is still there, we'll probably continue doing it. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it, and I hope you guys have a lot of fun listening to it. You know, the weather had been very nice. Uh, the week leading into the Wallen concert, which would have been last week, this week, man, it snowed today. Um I think it's like 40-something degrees. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's 36 degrees out there right now. Uh, it was never very nice at all at any point today. Maybe a little bit. I think it was in the low 40s. Uh, Friday, kind of the same thing. Thursday was like the only nice day this week. It was in the 70s, but it, it rained and stormed. Um, looks like this coming week is going to be more of the Wisconsin spring. You know, low temps, cold, windy rainy so i guess at this point we're just begging for summer to get here because it's just oh you know and the worst part is like my yard needs a lot i mow my i did mow my grass finally but now it's like it totally needs my backyard i could probably mow two times for every time i mow my front yard it just grows like crazy it's bad right now but i'm sorry i'm not going out there and mowing when it's 30 or 40 degrees that shit will just have to look terrible you know, and I think the longer the uh, weather stays in the toilet, it'll be uh, harder for me to get around to the landscaping. But yeah, like I said, I took the week off last week. I started to uh, do an episode last week. It was honestly going to be unscripted, mainly because I just, I had a busy week and I never really got my thoughts down on paper. I was, I put a lot of work into uh 
the bourbon sessions volume two so i actually started recording about 20 minutes and i was just i, I just felt like it was rambling nonsense and bullshit maybe that's what it is every week but uh, i was sober enough which i guess i am tonight as well but i do have a script to uh <clears throat> kind of just i don't know i was just like nah you know i'm not feeling it and i i, I hate to do the cash in episodes it's kind of just not my thing uh, I'm, I'm kind of guessing this episode is going to be kind of short. Um, I have some things, you know, it's kind of a mix of things from last week and this week. And, um, you know, I was thinking, I, I came across something uh, on the internet. It was like a bunch of questions or, you know, it, it was more or less commentary. It wasn't like questions, but it was, you know, they're just, I, I believe it was somebody's thoughts and it was probably at the end of the paper. But, um <clears throat> You know, we're always, and then this is random, just jumping into things. We're always being told that we're running out of money for programs like Social Security and Medicare, and that there's a lack of, you know, but we, but we never hear about lack of, you know, federal resources for free tuition and health care for illegal immigrants. Um, you know, and I was thinking about this, and I was like, you know, why would we have funds to be allocated to people who aren't citizens before actual citizens? You know, people who've worked their life and paid in, you know, and what kind of government does that? You know, and why don't we talk about it more? And then the other thing I was thinking about is, you know, I came across this. We pay our politicians, like, a salary for life after their service. I mean, I don't know if you really want to call it a service. After their job. Um, you know, their benefits don't change based on tax rates or anything else. But we don't do the same for the people who actually defend the free, like for the military. Like, I feel like that needs to stop. I've argued forever that I don't even think politicians should be paid. And I definitely don't think they should be paid after they leave office. Because if you're going to serve, you know, as a politician, you shouldn't be in it for the money. And let's be real, most people are just in it for the money and the power grab. And it's like... Maybe that's why we get the it attracts the people it does, because, you know, there's no sure there might be one or two people in Washington D.C. that don't want to do some good, but I think for the most part there aren't, you know, and that's why we get the government and the places we have, and and we don't talk about these things, you know. I think we get distracted by all the other issues. You know, like right now, it's the whole trans thing. Like, it's everywhere. You know, from your, you're being bombarded with it. You know, like commercials. Uh, you know, there's the whole Budweiser thing, which their uh, VP of marketing actually took a leave, which is Budweiser's way of saying, hey, you tried something, it backfired. We're going to fire you, but you're going to take a leave till this goes under the rug. And they even, Budweiser even released that cheesy ass. Um, commercial about Americana and like the uh there's like the the Clydesdale running down the street and uh you know it, it it's it looks it, it's such a bad look the commercial's laughable now after the whole trans cam thing but um you know as a people I feel like we honestly probably do have way more in common than the stuff we we bitch and argue about but I think there's so many other factors that make us put such an emphasis on maybe s smaller things like social issues and these things. 
Because you even look at the like the whole trans thing. You're talking about like less than three percent of the population, but it's like ninety percent of the headlines. Like it shouldn't be that way. You know, it's not a big enough issue. It's not important enough. It's not. You know, we even had um, the other day the House voted to you know make whatever your birth certificate said that was the sport. You, if you were born a man, you played men's sport. If you were born a woman, you played women's sport. Every Democrat voted against that. And now, yeah, it passed in the House, but it's going to die in the Senate. But it isn't so much, it, it's the fact that we have to do this, that this, like, you know, this whole common sense thing. And, you know, I, I, it's a distraction, I guess. You know, you look at that. And, you know, like I was saying, going back to... You think about the core things we want in this country, and probably all of us. We all probably want to pay less taxes. You know, most of us would like to see secure borders. Uh, inflation affects every one of us. You know, and, and maybe we differ on who we blame for it, but nonetheless, it affects us all. Um, I think all of us want there to be less crime and drugs in the street. Uh, you know, once again, we may have different ideas on how to address it, but when, when you start... But a lot of it is we're kind of starting from the same spot. It's, it's where we end up on the issues. And I think it's trying to find out what's causing these detours to get us to go different routes or have, you know, and, and it's okay to have civil discourse, but, I mean, it, it doesn't exist anymore. You know, anyone who disagrees, you know, with the left is a bigot, a racist, whatever, you know, or you're just a... And that's if they can shut up about Trump long enough. You know, the minute you don't agree with some far-out, crazy left ideology, they just assume you're, a ma you know, MAGA is like their new thing or whatever. But, you know, and even like with crime, you know, some of us think we need uh, more police, better funded, you know, and uh, people on the other hand think the police are the problem and that socioeconomics play a role in it and they... You know, a lot of people don't want to admit the role accountabil uh, accountability plays in it. I live in, a, <clears throat> like, a small area. And we actually had people do, like, uh, one of those, you know, bunch of the thugs ran in, grabbed stuff from the local coals here. And, ran, like, nobody did anything. Nobody said anything. I mean, people filmed it because, you know, that's what people do. But I was just like, no, but nobody, like, I, yeah, I get it. But I'm like, come on. Like, you know, there were more people not stealing than were stealing. A handful of people grab those people and stomp them into the curb. Like, maybe that sends a message. You know? And we've just, I, I don't know, I think we've become, we've become complacent and idle. And it's just kind of like, yeah, everything sucks, but what are you going to do about it? I mean, that's kind of where we are. You know, and I think as bad as things get, you know, I do try to focus on the positive things I have in my life, but it's, I don't know, there's like this complacency where we're waiting for somebody to come along and make it better, and it's like, okay, if that person doesn't come along, at some point we're probably going to have to do it ourselves, right? But, but going back to just things and rules and like things that you scratch your head, you know, like this thing I was reading that I kind of started on is like, okay, you have rules in the workplace where you can't talk about sex or inappropriate sexual things, but now we have people advocating for these things to be talked to in schools 
you know, with kids as young as five years old. And, and I think what we've done, you know, like I said a minute ago, we've just kind of taken the common sense out of everything, or we've just kind of forgot common sense exists, choose to ignore it, or maybe we're trying to redefine what common sense is too. You know, and as far as like how we label people and how people get attacked for opinions, you can be 100% against kids kindergarten through eighth grade being taught about LG, the, the whole alphabet mafia lifestyle, their history or whatever. And it doesn't mean you hate anyone. You know, and, and if that's the case, then wouldn't it be fair to say that we've been hating on these people for the last hundred years, which some people will argue as a nation we have, you know, and they get into that whole theory of oppression and everything. You know, people are usually crying about racism and oppression. All It's usually an argument for people that are intellectually lazy or people who are just mired in, their own, mired in poverty and don't have a better way to argue why their life is the way it is. But, you know, we don't need this stuff thrown in kids' faces 24-7. You know... And I think the more places that are standing against this, it, it, it's not it's not hate. It's common sense prevailing. And I think schools need to be fo- you know focused on math, science, English, like the essentials, and not whether or not Timmy thinks he's a parrot today or a giraffe tomorrow. And I think we've kind of got away from that. Like I said, we're just kind of doing this running in place where we're not going anywhere. I don't you know maybe. It could get worse, you know, but it doesn't seem like it's getting better. And, you know, and, and it could, I look at it too, it could get much worse after 2024. You know, if that goes bad, we're literally doomed. If the people in power stay in power, it, there's some dark days ahead. And I think what we have to do is get back to normalcy and in, in all facets we have to quit celebrating and promoting these fringe, abnormal things, people, and lifestyles. We also need to be less in each other's faces and business and, you know, labeling people this or feeling we need to express everything to everybody. Like, you can feel and be however you want to be, but you have to also understand not, not everybody cares or wants to hear about it. It's just like gossip or, you know, a story or how you're... Not everybody wants to hear what you're thinking, feeling, or what you want to say. And that's okay. Like, you're you're not entitled to an audience for all your opinions, ideas, and feelings. You're not even titled, entitled to being respected for it. People can just tell you to fuck off and go on their way. And I think the sooner we get to a place where we understand, okay, that's okay, everybody can just agree to disagree, we'll be all right. And I, I think a lot of it is, is social media. You know, it's constantly there with something you can find to get worked up on, worked up about or feel, you, you know, the need to get in some heated discussion. or. But, you know, and, and I, I was really guilty of this, and sometimes I still am. But when you think about it, it's like, what's the point? You know, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, and I say this all the time, and I think... You know, we just agree to disagree and then go on about our lives. And instead of just, I don't know, that's just my take on, like I said, I was reading something that was kind of like, yeah, you know, this is kind of, but.
<sighs> Anyways, so staying on uh, the whole common sense thread. The other day, I came across two stories, and you guys know I'm a pro-gun guy. Uh, I support the Second Amendment, but um, we had two th- – these two stories kind of make me shake my head, and, um, you know, you, you got to wonder about people and certain gun owners. And um, anyways, so this past Saturday, last Saturday in New York, of all places um, – a girl named Kaylin Gillis was with her boyfriend and some friends. They're in a car. They're on their way to a party at a friend's house in rural part of Washington County, New York, which I believe is upstate. Um, you know, there's dirt roads, very few lights, hardly no cell reception. Uh, these teens were on their way to a party, and um, they were, you know, struggling to find it, obviously with no cell reception or things not being, I assume it's a very rural area. Anyways, so they thought they'd finally reached their destination, and they pulled into the driveway of 65-year-old Kevin Monahan. Monahan is uh, someone his neighbors referred to as the neighborhood grouch or asshole. <clears throat> Very quickly, the teens realized, oh, we have the wrong address, and began to back out. No one got out of the car, nothing like that. Nobody made any advances towards the house. But before they could even get out of the driveway, Monahan began shooting at the kids. Um, the kid, like I said, the kids never left the car. Unfortunately, uh, one of these shots struck and killed twenty-year-old Kaylin Gillis. Um, you know, and this was a young girl who was doing well. She'd aspired to be a vet, and you know, or a marine biologist. Loved animals. Um, excellent student. Monahan was uh, arrested, charged with second-degree murder. Hopefully he gets a maximum sentence. Personally, I think he should face a firing squad for his display of ignorance. You know, and the crazy thing is neighbors interviewed after the fact kind of all had the same story. that He was just this angry person with a short fuse, not friendly. They all tend to avoid him. And one neighbor even went, went as far to say that while he finds the shooting shocking, he's not surprised by Monahan's actions at all. You know, and I look at that, and I'm like, wow, that's where we really have to be better as a society. You know, now we're shooting people who um, pull up into driveways. And these were white teens and a white shooter. You know, it's it's not a story of a bunch of kids creeping around your house in the dark or trespassing. You know, the vehicle's pulling into the wrong driveway. Then they realize they're at the wrong house and being fired upon before the, they could even back the car up without getting out of the car even. You know, there was, there was no time for Monahan, the shooter, to even really assess what the kids were doing. And it's sad, tragic, cowardly, you know, and like I said, fortunately this wasn't the only incident this past week. Last Thursday in Kansas City, Missouri, a 16-year-old Ralph Yarrell was asked by his mother to pick up his younger twin brothers from a sleepover uh, his mother didn't want the kids to stay the whole night, so they were just there till I think it was like 10, 11 o'clock. Um, <clears throat> and Ralph had put the wrong address into his phone and unfortunately arrived at the home of 84-year-old Andrew Lester. Ralph uh, told investigators as he approached the door and rang the doorbell. He waited, and after a moment, Lester opened the door holding a firearm. 
Ralph, 16-year-old Ralph, said no words were even exchanged before Lester began firing his 32 caliber handgun. Lester insisted that the teen was pulling on the exterior door and trying to force his way in. Um, although the teen maintained he did not, and when he saw the firearm, he began to retreat. Uh, Lester shot Yarl twice. He even yelled, don't come around here no more. Shot at this 16-year-old kid. Went back in the house after he yelled. Knows he's he has hit this kid. That he has, you know, harmed him. Uh, 16-year-old kid, now wounded and bleeding, went to three different houses begging for help before someone finally offered to help him. Fortunately, um, Ralph Yarrow was treated and is expected to make a full recovery. Lester was charged with first-degree assault and criminal action, which are both felonies, and he actually, when I first read them, what, I was like, dude, that's insane, but then he can, he can face life in prison for this. Um, you know, both incidents, the shooters were senior men, white men. Uh, Ralph Yarrow was a black teenager. Uh, I'm guessing... You know, these old guys sitting in their house, crime, playing on the news 24-7, had something to do with it. You know, and we had a victim who was white, a victim who was black. So you can't really make this a race thing. Although you have to wonder, a poor kid who's been shot three times goes to three different houses and people just ignore him. I mean, he's a 16-year-old kid. He wasn't some giant man. You know, <clears throat> um, and I get it. People coming to your door at night or pulling into your driveway can seem sketchy. I mean, I have three dogs, so anytime somebody walks by the house, you know, I there's noise here. Uh, you know, and I'll look out the window. There's a good chance if you come and knock on my door, I'm not even going to answer it because if I'm not expect, I have a ring camera, you know, which uh, I guess a lot of people do now. But um, I, I read these articles and I'm like, Jesus Christ, we have to do better than this, like. You know, we can't, I get the world is a scary place full of scary people and bad people, whatever, but not all people are bad. Not everyone means you harm. Um, you know, you got to think the world is full of good people too. And, you know, unfortunately, none of the good people are currently working in government, uh, but they're out there somewhere. I just found these stories interesting. And yeah, they're not feel-good stories. It just kind of made me think, and I'm like... We're, you know, I, I do DoorDash, uh, Instacart, um, Spark Delivery for Walmart, and I'm like, okay, so now if I make, I, it's kind of a rural area here, and there's very, you know, gun-happy people here, which, whatever, fine. But honestly, like, this makes me think twice now about when some of the places I'm driving at night, when I, you know, sometimes I do turn, and I turn in the wrong driveway all the time, or pass a house, and I have to turn around, and I'm like, okay, now I have to worry about somebody shooting at me? Come on, that's ridiculous. Like, do I need to carry a firearm so I can shoot back? And, you know, like I said, I, I never answered the door here. Well, you know, if I haven't, if I've invited you, more than likely you're just going to walk in. If you're ringing, pressing the doorbell or knocking, odds are I don't want to talk to you. Or the door's locked, you know, and you, <laughs> I have to come let you in. But I, I feel like we're just at this point where we've become very comfortable in isolation in solitude much rather than in groups and gatherings. You know, and the, the COVID years didn't help that. 
either, and I, I think maybe it even tipped the scales to kind of where we are now. But, uh, you know, staying with the topics of guns and shootings, how about this? And, you know, not sure if you've seen this. I actually saw this later in the week, you know, but if you don't believe that the media pushes narratives and agendas, maybe this story will change your mind. Last Saturday, there was a Sweet 16 party in Dadeville, Alabama. Sometime that night, while the party was in full swing, six black teenagers opened fire, killing four people and injuring 32. The 16s are all in custody and all facing murder charges. Crazy thing is authorities have said at this moment that they are not even sure of the connection between the suspects and any of the victims. The suspects drove 30 miles to the party, so you would think at some point they had some idea the where and what they were going to about to go do. Uh, you know, and while this incident has received some coverage, it hasn't gotten the attention that events like these normally do. You know, and, and you got to ask yourself, why is that? <clears throat> and, you know, looking at it's why the media would, wouldn't talk about it as well. First off, the shooters were black teenagers as were most of the victims. Secondly, the weapons were all purchased and owned illegally. Four dead, 32 injured. That's a pretty big mass shooting event, you know, to not be all over our TVs, especially when you think of Nashville. I mean, Nashville was six people, uh, three adults, three children. Uvalde, you know, the last few issues that have been mass shootings. You know, and those of us who understand gun laws and have common sense would say that this tragedy is exactly why tougher gun laws don't matter. And I think that's why the media stays out of this story, because a lot of times criminals don't care about laws. I mean, murder's illegal and they're still going out to kill people. You know, these teenagers were able to wreak havoc and change the lives of so many families forever, and no law would have stopped them. Because those who wish to do harm and cowards and criminals, they don't care about the rule of law. (coughs) You know, and also, the media doesn't really care to report on something that happened in an area that's predominantly black because, well... They know no one's going to get in their feels about this, They, if, if we're being honest. You know, and like I said, it's been almost a week since this has happened. I mean, technically, a week today. And when I saw a quick post about it on social media, I, I didn't even know if the story was legit. I was like, I haven't heard anything about this. So uh, I did some digging and some research. And when I found it, I was like, wow, okay. You know, so the, the media just wanted to bury this story, yet... Everyone in the country knows about the Bud Light can or the theater around the Trump indictment. But this, uh, let's hide it on the back page in the small ledger. We don't want those, we don't want people to see that those pro-Second Amendment people are correct, that thugs don't care about gun laws. You know, and I've, and I think that's a big problem is that we don't have people with integrity and without agendas delivering the news. And we probably never will again. You know, so I, I, you know, those days, those days are gone, you know, and where does that leave us? Exactly, right? Um, So, yeah, that's crazy that the whole episode ended up being about 
guns and stuff like that. How about on a happy note, sort of, um, last uh, Sunday we got a new foster puppy. Uh, her name is Wednesday. Uh, her and her, I guess, siblings are all named after Adam's family characters. We just have Wednesday. She is 13 weeks, um, adorable little shepherd, hound, something mix. Uh, she kind of looks like a, a baby mastiff. We're not sure. She's about 20 pounds. Adorable, sweet little dog. Um, stubborn, playful. But uh, this girl will be available for adoption through albertsdoglounge.org. Um, she gets spayed uh, early May, and then she'll be available for adoption. So if you're interested in that, tons of pictures of her on social media, our social media site, so you can always check her out there. But uh, she has been adorable, but also, like, sometimes I think we forget. You know, we had Rosie, the St. Bernard, a while back. Adult dog, obviously way easier. We've, I think you get wrapped up in how cute puppies are, and you forget how much work it is. You know, on average, we lost probably an hour of sleep each night last week. So come this weekend, man, we were tired. Um, she's doing good, though. She's holding her potties through the night, uh, not crying. We, she's in, like, a little pen instead of a kennel. We've been very fortunate that my father and mother-in-law have watched her all last week. So this week she'll probably be spending some time in the crate, which all dogs hate. And unfortunately, sometimes you come home to messes because of the anxiety and just the fact that she's a puppy. But yeah, so it was a, a long, exhausting week. And we were like, man, you forget how hard a puppy is. I mean, you got to watch. It's like a baby. I mean, you got to watch it 24-7. You can't just, you know, when it's, as soon as it gets up and leaves the room, you got to follow it because it might make a mess, you know, and you want to work on your potty training. You want to make sure it's not tearing anything up. Um, you know, we're blessed that our three dogs do a good job in managing the fosters when they come in, uh, I think our beagle has maybe had enough of the puppy already, but the beagle likes to terrorize the other two dogs, so it's kind of cute to see a dog terrorize her for a little bit. But yeah, um, that's all I got tonight. Um, short and sweet, uh, kind of tired. Watched a couple basketball games, Bucks laid a turd, the uh, Lakers beat the snot out of the Grizzly tonight, but um Anyways, check out the Bourbon Sessions Volume 2, like I said, and uh, Volume 3 uh, probably be coming sooner rather than later. But that's all I got. Hope everyone has a great night, great weekend. Peace.